I know, I know, season two is over, but what is not over is creativity. And also, this really special code, 20% off right this second at NathanMorrisMusic.com. Click any item and at checkout, type in NMM20. That is N as in Nathan, M as in Morris, M as in Music 20 for 20% off any shirt you purchase at NathanMorrisMusic.com, the official merch store. There is good stuff happening. You hold tight. I assure you to continue to meet you where you are and please meet me where I am on all the socials, like buying you something and then taking a picture of it and tagging me on Insta at Nathan Morris or saying something to me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok and all the other fun places. January 20th, a new single releases, a new record in the works, soon to have a release date for that too. And then hold tight because season three is just around the river bend. You're loved far more than you could ever know. Thank you for all that you bring to this life because you are worthy. Head over to the store right now and grab you some swag. Code NMM20. Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. It's you, it's me, it's YDT. Season 2, Episode 141, Triers, a show which pulls back the curtain takes down the walls brick by brick and exposes the true hearts of those who are caring for those who we love most. And in doing so, I challenge you to find your joy, finding your joy so that you can carry out such care, whatever that care may be, caring about your job, your spouse, your work, your kids, your drive home, your yard, your things, your backpack, whatever it may be. Joy is important. Do not live someone else's life write your own script speaking of scripts we will get to that special thanks to big turkey foot coffee exclusive partners and providers of delicious brown brew at ydt hey i'm gonna let you know right now visit nathanmorrismusic.com yep new swag all kinds of stuff. We're pivoting over that way. Yeah, you can find the podcast. Yeah, you can find the TikTok and you can find the music and brand new merch. Yeah, like words matter. I say that on this podcast. I say words, 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 words matter. Check it out over at NathanMorrisMusic.com. Check out the shop, grab you something. 100% of net proceeds, as always, benefit the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And we have a few more tickets still the VIP, specifically speaking, for the August 6th show in Glasgow, Kentucky, co-headlined by myself and Anthem Lights at the Historic Plaza Theater. Get your tickets right this second at NathanMorrisMusic.com. 100% net proceeds do benefit the lifeline. So it's a great cause. From a business standpoint, have a business outing. Take all of your staff. It's a 100% tax deduction because it's a donation. You are donating to a great cause. Whatever we need to do to get you in the seat, because it's important. If you want a VIP ticket, again, NathanMorrisMusic.com. 
And there's some swag over there, too. That's great and all. Someone's trying to FaceTime me. I have no idea who it is. So I'm going to decline that and continue on with the chlorophyll. Special thanks to EFF, Express Funeral Funding, working tirelessly with the insurance companies on the back end to assign insurance proceeds to cover the funeral expenses, the things on the front end that the family and funeral director are working tirelessly to create and coordinate and carry out so that they can celebrate, honor, gather, remember someone so deserving of it and not have to worry about that looming balance due. No one wants that. On the back end, EFF works with the insurance companies. They even have a feature called Family Pay. It's where you can advance proceeds outside of the funeral bill to cover travel or let's say all the grandkids need a suit. The funeral home looks like the hero serving the family. It's very important. Morse family utilizes EFF. See how they can care for you and yours because we at Morris family, and I know you do too, care so, so much for the families we serve. So does EFF. Check out expressfuneralfunding.com. Appreciate all that you all do. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Yeah, I've said it before. If you want it, if you want it, then it can happen. You speak things into existence, like running a business. I have a thing for you, a tool for you to get your name out there. Printify. It's a print-on-demand platform. It lets you create your own custom printed products, sell them online. You look amazing. It's, there's clothing, accessories, home and living decor, whatever you like. There are more than 650 items that you can print from to, to represent your company, your brand in the Printify catalog. So you can realize all of your wildest designs. It's pretty amazing. Here's how it works. You pick a product and use their mock-up generator to add your custom design. I think a monkey could do it, really, this mock-up generator. After that, you publish the product online and set your own profit margins. Connect your new, unique products to Etsy and Shopify and Squarespace and Wix or any e-commerce site or platform, and boom, boom, boom. You can start selling to the world. We just launched ours, nathanmorrismusic.com forward slash shop with Printify. Then comes the best part. You do not pay Printify a penny until a product is ordered. Every order is printed on demand, so you do not need to make any upfront investments. Instead, you can focus on getting the perfect and most comfortable office chair. As you start to create buzz around these products, Printify does all the heavy lifting for you. Once someone makes a purchase, Printify makes sure that the products are printed and shipped to your customer's doorstep, even providing tracking codes, making you look incredible. There's no need to keep track of stock lying around at home, and you get to take home the profit margins you've set and keep your closet. It's pretty amazing. You need to learn more right this second, printify.com forward slash die trying. You get a month of premium for free. Visit printify.com forward slash die trying for a free month of premium subscription access to all of the features. Visit it right now, printify.com forward slash die trying. Start designing right this second. Buzz, 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 buzz. Do not disturb. It's going on right this second. Before a funeral, 
10 minutes before. We'll get with the family. We'll tell them what's about to happen, gather water, gather tissues. And then I like to make an announcement on behalf of the family and the funeral home. Thank you so much for coming to celebrate the life of we will begin the celebration momentarily. Please make certain your cell phones are turned off or silenced so as to better respect all those in attendance. My phone is now on silent. I listened to myself. Ah. Yes, NathanMorrisMusic.com is live. Yes, tickets are on sale right now. Go grab them. And... Yes, mother's retired, and yes, my father-in-law died, and I have been telling everyone, and I think it's pretty common, oh, that's such a beautiful service, and they are, they're beautiful services. I think people who are specifically, you know, have ties to the service, the loved one, the experience, the picking out of flowers, or making sure everybody wears red ties, I mean, I, I think that having your heart in it, of course, there's beauty in that. And there's also beauty received. It's pretty amazing, though, in the hundreds, thousands of funerals I've attended, I can say the same thing. And arguably, it's a true statement in that I've never heard a more beautiful eulogy than that of the one Dr. Carroll, Dr. Jonathan Carroll, Morris Family's brief counselor, COO, director of HR, multi-hat extraordinaire. He is a therapist. He is also on staff here serving the families. He also has a personal connection to not only Megan and myself and Kay, Megan's mother, and Mike. And who better to speak to someone, the life of someone like Mike or anyone we love than someone who knows them, right? You don't call you know, ABC Church down the road that you don't even attend to talk to a pastor you don't even know to speak to a person who's a total stranger to them. What are they going to do? They're going to say, at the beginning of this sermon, we will begin by reading the obit. Don't call it an obit. That's an internal word we say because we as staff are trying to get to the next thing. So we're like, hey, is the obit ready? Obituary or obituary tribute. But more so, don't even read it because the family's already heard it because the family worked with the funeral director to write it, to type it. They've already cut it out of the newspaper and laminated it. Laminated it. Yeah, that's hard to say in a bookmark. It's literally in their hands right this second. They don't need it read again. Creativity and speaking to the heart of someone is most important when honoring someone. You may hear paper flipping, and that is because I am going to read this verbatim. I am astounded and forever touched by my being present in the chapel, along with everyone who sat shoulder to shoulder to remember, honor, pay tribute to, and support the family of Mike Everly, David Mike Everly. Michael, but he goes by Mike. And you'll notice present tense always. I want to let you hear these words because of the love I've received and the support we've received from you via Instagram at Nathan Morris or even on TikTok at Nathan Morris Music or my email or anywhere else 
that you have found me to say, hey, we're thinking of you, your TikTok, YDT, Morris family, funeral profession, fellow human community. Thank you. You have been most certainly received with love and appreciation. Of all the reasons that we have had and will ever have to gather together into a community of people from all walks of life, sitting shoulder to shoulder, facing a common direction, of all the things that we might find as common ground, as the one thing we can all agree on, it is dying and it is death that have brought us to this place on this day. It is Mike who has gathered us together. It is his life and now his death that we have come to honor. Never before has this particular group of people gathered in this particular way, and never again will we. Not like this. A sad and frankly sudden death of someone we love and respect and cherish has happened among us. Yes, your hearts are broken. People who love you have tried but have not known what, if anything, to say. You have been visited by deep sadness. Death is always awful. It is always in competition with life. But this death of this person is particularly sad because he was, he is, and he always will be your person. This places person, this community's longest serving and most capable and competent carer for the souls of those who have died and of those who are left behind to grieve, to mourn, and to try to get up the next day and find meaning and purpose and peace. Of course, we all have our questions. And while those questions are of good intention, even If we had the answers, at the end of the day, there is still this pain, this emptiness, this grief because of this death. And yet there is already so much comfort among us because if we have to go through this, at least we're going through it together. There is a lot to be said about that. Grieving together. Is that what brings us to this hallowed hall, grief? That isn't the whole story, no, but it's a part of it. We do grieve and we are helped, I think, when we are honest about that. Grief is the feeling that stays back and takes up residence in this space where Mike lived up until five days ago, but it doesn't live there alone just as Mike never lived among you alone. And grief must be mourned, must be expressed publicly. If ever healing can begin, and begin it will in time, and I think it probably already has. The fabric of the life we once lived has been irrevocably changed. There is a hole in our hearts, an empty chair at Kay's table, a pipe no longer smoking, a quieted guitar, 
a truck without its driver, and the natural human response to that new emptiness is to grieve. And we must never try to do it alone. We need each other. It is especially important to acknowledge that everyone grieves differently. That I hope you will be gentle with yourselves as you journey through it. That I hope you will extend grace to others as they go through it too. The grief is painful for everyone, especially his children. Tim, Michelle, Holly, Wendy, and Megan, those children whom Mike and Kay love so very much, and their children too. And you're all here, just as you promised you would be, just as you always have been, just as he was always there for you. The Bible that Jesus knew says that we should honor our mothers and our fathers, by which it means to accept them as they are, to know that they are doing the best they can that they, like we, are not perfect, but that they are to be respected and cherished and loved until the end of their days. You, Kay, Tim, Michelle, Holly, Wendy, and Megan, you have done just that. You have loved him, have cherished him, have accepted him, have honored him right up until the very end. Grief isn't the only reason why we're here, And if we could ask Mike, he'd agree. First things first, Mike wouldn't want a fuss made, or at least he'd say he didn't want a fuss made, but he might secretly like just a little smidge of a fuss made, right? I mean, wouldn't you, honestly? He was a private man, yes, a quiet man, a humble man, but a proud man too. And everything he did, he did well, with intention, with purpose, with attentiveness to detail. He took pride in his work, caring for our dead and caring for the families who were left behind to carve a life out of their gutted grief. And he left no sadness uncomforted. He lived his life providing care to the children of God who were experiencing the most delicately difficult moment of their lives. Can you imagine the weight, the burden, the gravity of a life lived in the throes of someone else's loss and grief and terror day in and day out. It's no wonder Mike was quiet and contemplative, drawing on his pipe, sipping a glass of bourbon, drowning out the all too real with an episode or 10 of gun smoke, just to be forced to think about and feel something else for a minute. And it's no wonder he liked to listen to music to drown out the sobbing he had become so used to hearing. No wonder he liked to build things from scratch or put things that were broken back together again because in his work, he could never do it. He could never piece them back together could never breathe new life into them, could never end one of the tens of thousands of funerals he directed by announcing, he is risen, he is risen again. That never once happened. They all were gone and he couldn't do anything about it except sit, sit with the family and make it easier for them 
to make their one million decisions in the worst moment of their lives could never fix it. So he came home, lit his pipe, turned on his tape player and piddled, piecing together what had been broken so that he could stand back from his workbench and admire that finally he could fix something. Can you imagine? It's no wonder. So of course Mike was a bit different. Funny, yes. Witty, absolutely. Smart as a tack and savvy as can be when it came to business. He treated his employees like family, loved them like family, and never thought of them as working for him, but working alongside him. All of them in the same beautiful, difficult undertaking they called their job. Though he may not have been quick to say the words, I love you, he showed his love, and all of you who know how much he loved you know what that meant for you. I'm sure that isn't the whole story, of course. It wouldn't be for any of us. We all have our moments, not all of them great, and there are hurts and sadnesses too difficult to name sometimes. Whether there are or not, my prayer and my hope for your family is that though there is this wound of losing Mike, and though that wound is deep, it is clean. I hope you feel that way too, that there are no rankling unanswered questions. You knew where you stood with him, and he knew you loved him, and that is that. Like the rest of us, Mike's life wasn't easy. His childhood wasn't easy. He knew love and joy and satisfaction, but he knew sadness and pain too. Perhaps his deepest sadness was losing a child, Jeff, which should never happen, ever. No parent should ever have to bury a child. And like all other griefs, that one is never to be gotten over. You don't get over something like that. You are forced to learn to live with it and it becomes a part of you like scar tissue and it hurts always and it changes you. Mike was heroic because he rose up, put on his suit and eventually went back to work, taking care of others as a way of soothing the pain that we all carry in one way or another. He was and is and will always be a man to honor, admire, and stand in awe of. I pray that there is enough forgiveness for his shortcomings and appreciation for his self-sacrificing love and care that you will be able to grieve him well and celebrate him fully and leave here with life changed enough to go and do what Mike tried daily to do make of this old world a new one. With deep joy and so many great memories, we can begin already to celebrate and to give thanks for who Mike was and who we all are becoming because of having been known by him. And even though our hearts are now broken, we have already begun to mend. The world breaks everyone then some become strong at the broken places. 
this family's broken heart is mending. And largely thanks to so many of you, their friends, their grace, for if in the last five days, anyone has learned anything. It's that love not only begets love, it transmits strength and makes a space for mourning and celebration to intersect in amazing ways. Your love and support have been beyond comparison, and this family is so grateful for it and for you. Please remember Kay and their children today and always. 40 years of marriage, losing your husband, losing your dad, that pain will never go away. Kay, you are a consummate caregiver. And Tim, Michelle, Holly, Wendy, and Megan, you were incredibly loving to your dad. You all couldn't have done it any better, any more perfect. He died as he lived knowing he was loved and expressing in the best way that he knew how that he loved you too, more than words, more than life itself. And as much as Mike was a gift of grace to the family, to you and to the world, so too now are you called to be gifts of grace to one another in his memory. Always remember, never forget. Always tell the stories and the jokes too. Laugh a lot, and when you cry, cry together. Share the pictures, relive the memories, even the ones of the last few days. And when you are able, once the mending has become more remarkable than the pain, spend your life pouring yourself into the lives of others. Give thanks, hold each other up, love one another, and know this, if Mike has run before us to that one reality that awaits us all, the finish line was not at his home on a Saturday at 9.22 a.m. If on that day a lamp went out, it was because, at least for Mike, the dawn had come. Well done, good and faithful servant. And we have nothing to fear. We have only the comfort of knowing we are never alone and are always loved beyond imagination and can never be snatched out of the hand of the one who loved us enough to die so that even in our dying, we might live. That is joy. That is good news. That is love. Seek your celebration and your comfort in that love, which never dies and find peace in the dazzling grace that always is. I did not sit with a family during Mike's funeral. I stood at attention in the back and listened and held on to every single word that I just read, which Dr. Carroll was so amazing at presenting and sharing. I think of these words often, specifically the ones never could Mike fully fix someone, someone's grief. Never once could he look over into the casket of the 
person reposing so beautifully and say, rise up, rise up. He couldn't. Funeral directors can't. But we want to. We want to so badly meet you where you are and try to fix as much as we can, knowing that outside of planning and executing and making sure everything runs smoothly and you feel tended to, that is all we can do. It's never enough. So we go home, foggy-minded, knowing we may be called out once again to make our attempts, to wake up the following morning to do it all over again, choosing you over our own. I stood in the back during the funeral because I chose the funeral. I chose Mike's family over mine. And the irony of it all is that family is mine. I can't thank Dr. Carroll enough for sharing such words, making Mike's life so beautifully acknowledged, speaking to it, speaking to Kay and to the family and to all those in attendance and reminding them of what his sacrifice has been for 60 plus years, choosing all in attendance over him and his own. I will never forget those words. And in true legacy fashion, I choose you every single day. Mike's memory be eternal. In honor of Mike and all of those you love, head over to nathanmorrismusic.com, grab a ticket for the show August 6th. We will be honoring the many, the many we have lost, remember, and still so very much love at this event. I appreciate you. You are loved far more than you could ever know. Live a life of meaning, Be intentional, be kind. Words matter. Remember that. Until next time.